Hi guys, thanks for joining me here on the show today. You're listening to Understanding Dyslexia. This week is episode 9 guys, where we are joined by an old school friend of mine called Ize. Ize and I met when we were in year 9 and Ize is currently studying business at Durham. She's in her last year of university and she's come here to talk to us about her experience with dyslexia and being at the Lycée. Hi, Ize, and welcome. Thank you for welcoming me in this Zoom call, India. <laughs> it's really, really lovely to, to catch up with you, actually, because um, obviously we mm. haven't spoken to each other for years. how long, years and years. Um, for anyone listening, it's worth mentioning Ize and I went to the same secondary school, the crazy French secondary school that has been mentioned in quite a few episodes now. <laughs> um, and we were in the same class in a year, hold on, let me get this right for English people, year nine? Year nine, yeah, year nine. Year nine, um, year nine for the English people, for the French listeners. Um, so my first question to you, Ize, is um, tell me more about your, tell me about your dyslexia story. What's your, what's your story? Okay, so I was diagnosed when I was 14. Um, that was right after actually I did my end of year exams where you basically had to then pick your subjects for your GCSEs. And I did awful in them. I did so bad that I didn't have the grades necessary if I got these at GCSEs to basically stay in school. And I was just like, uh-oh, what's going on? And then I was just like, hmm, do you know what? Maybe let's get you tested because every single other person that in our family that got tested was dyslexic. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe maybe that'd be a good idea to have done that earlier. But um, yeah, so like my uh, all my siblings, uh, my mother, everyone. Wow. Um, and then suddenly, yeah, I was just like, this just makes so much sense. Um, and then suddenly when I had that, I was suddenly allowed like uh, extra time. And my grades changed so much. I used to have horrible grades and then I became like a A star student all around. And I was just like all this for an extra 15 minutes at the end of a test. It was so much less pressure. I could verify things and that was just amazing. But to be honest, like I had struggled since I was a young, like since I was a kid, I mean, before, I mean, there was like footed six years at like preschool. They actually wanted me to redo the year. They were like, wow, you can't do anything. And I was like, how can you fill footed six months? You know what I mean? And I was like, um, but then I went to an English school the year after. And that completely changed everything just for one year because they had those different sets on different levels for so like for maths and everything. And then suddenly I was just like, this is fantastic. They kind of graded in a way which was positive rather than negative. And that really helped build my confidence. So when I went back to the French school, um, things just started to get much better. Now, obviously, Sipi, um, that's the year you learn how to read and write. I was really struggling with the reading bit and I mean everything. Um, so they put me in like special groups for reading. Um, and yeah, that just kind of continued onwards. Um, I think as the years went on, I started getting really confused because, especially in secondary school, whenever like I talk about weekends or holidays, people were really talking about relaxing. And I was like, how do you have any time to do that? I was like, I'm just there during the entire weekend. I'm just doing, I remember even in, even just in Sema, so when I was nine years old, it took me, I worked like three hours after school, three hours of home. And I was like, I was like a nine year old kid. It's not normal, especially since we were long hours. And then 
yeah, I just didn't understand. And people were just like, no, that was easy. And I was saying, how could you do this in like half an hour? And it took me like four hours just to get through it. And I think that's when I really realized it was a big issue. And I took it on myself. I thought, okay, there's clearly something wrong with me. I'm stupid. I'm just an idiot. I'm, I can't even understand. I can't read. Um, and also, um, it's worth mentioning, when I got diagnosed, um, I also got diagnosed with visual stress, binocular instability, and then only recently ADHD. And so with visual stress, what it does, it kind of like everything you see it gives you like headaches you know when you read it's like distorted you just feel exhausted after and binocular wow. instability it's kind of like everything's just kind of it's not clear it's not so everything's so difficult um and yeah maths as well i kept you know that from the dyslexia kept like swapping all the numbers around and it's just so mad i was so angry because especially so it was i suddenly got much better in maths when i went to british section because in the french system especially the French bit you have to write you have to say like I know that but and you have to you have remember to your definition because it wasn't um, just maths it was kind of with that crazy uh, math teacher that threw a book out of his head oh my god <laughs> you were there oh my we god. were in the same Absolutely. class yes no crazy. names will be mentioned here but we had one crazy ass teacher that um oh my goodness that freaked out one day didn't she and she chucked a book at, she chucked a book at one of the students uh well, this school, this school, if the school ever get hold of this podcast, we're in some serious trouble. Carry oh, on. Oh, I mean, they should be in trouble, to be honest. Like, everyone out. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I would just lose all my marks there. I would lose everything on, like, the French bit. And on top of that, what I hated is because you were marked down for stuff, even if your math was correct, because I would always swap numbers around, I would read them wrong, I would just lose all my marks. Rather than the British system, they mark positively. So even if you've got the right maths, you still get the points, you just mm. take them off if it's not the... And that literally changed everything. I was like, wow, this is great. This is actually what I'm thinking, rather than there's memorizing by heart, there's definitions, things that I'm just going to... I could... The word parallel. My goodness, I was every time freaking out. I was like, okay, is it two R's? Is it two L's? Is it two what R's? Yeah, is it two L's? Oh my God, it's even two now, L's, I can't, I can't isn't even it? Is it two L's? God, God I can't even tell you now. Honestly, I can't. It's just like... That's um, It's just, yeah. So that was just really tricky, but... um, Sorry, I'm rambling on. I ramble No, no, do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, that's, it's been very interesting talking to loads of... Uh, learning disability people because actually most people that I have spoken to do sort of a lot of them do have ADHD and it's quite funny because they kind of just mm. blah, 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 blah. but it's that's why <laughs> but that's why we're here though do you know what I mean it's absolutely no, Definitely. Ju no judgment um and and that's that's a really great testimony of sort of um your dyslexia and and, and finding out that your you know your entire family is dyslexic because it's it's, mm. it's a hereditary thing yeah um yeah. you know and again not many people know that so, you know, if one of your parents is dyslexic, the likelihood of the child being dyslexic is very high. Um, it's also quite interesting. Oh, sorry. No, carry on. Um, it's also quite interesting because um, even if, like, for example, my sister and I, um, even if we're both dyslexic, our dyslexias are quite different in different things. And that's something I wouldn't think is mm -hmm. even between dyslexic people. And I think that's worth noting because a lot of the time you compare and you're like, oh, no, but you're not like me because you don't have X, X, X. But actually, everyone's got a different form and different struggles. For sure, not for sure, and, and and dyslexia is extremely individual, mm -hmm. and it's a hundred percent psychological as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's completely to do the way that your brain 
he's going to react to a certain situation 100% has to do with the brain that it is if that makes any sense do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's like you're going to react to that situation for example you with the visual stress and then the ADHD and all of that that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting really interesting thing I've never even actually heard of that visual stress yeah actually like with visual stress and binocular instability a lot of dyslexic people actually have it Mm. um, because it's you know with the struggles of reading and so you know sometimes they give you like colored overlays to help you and things like that but it's yeah and you forget and then once you're an adult I really think as well if you haven't got the help when you're younger it's kind of like okay well we forget about you when actually it's so crucial because those skills, you learn it for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? It's so important to work on it, you know, no matter how young you are, how old you are. Um, honestly, so, 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 so interesting. Um, and yeah, ADHD, though, I was only diagnosed actually a few months ago wow. because I I actually associated all my struggles. I thought it's just dyslexia. So I was like, oh, when I'm in class, I literally can't concentrate. Nothing goes through. But, you know, I had to like sit at the front. I would like purposely sit with people sometimes that I just knew I wasn't mates with because I knew I would like talk to them. Um, and I just stay there because otherwise nothing would go through, write all the notes down, like everything. It was awful. But I just assumed it was dyslexia. And I think it's really important, you know, to read up on the different issues, even like, even things like dyspraxia, dyscalculia, it's so important because there's so so many little differences and it can change everything. And I think that everyone should really, even if they have a doubt, I know sometimes you look and you're oh, it's expensive, but actually the help that you can get and the help also continues at work. Like um, I worked for one year and having my diagnosis, I got to help a lot of things just in the workplace. Mm. Um, I mean, surprisingly, so um, when I did my placement, it was uh, in audit for the public sector. And being dyslexic has been the biggest advantage. It wouldn't seem like it, but because you're so used, I remember going through my thing being like, okay, I'm reading this. It looks all good, but there is probably something wrong. And so you're used to checking everything. So in audit, I did amazing because I would just spot everything. I was just used to doubting every single little bit of my work. And I was like, oh my goodness. And and I think, you know, a lot of the time we feel like we're not good enough. And I thought, you know what? I'm taking time to understand what I'm supposed to do for work. But the key thing is, once you learn how to do something, even at school, your knowledge is there. It doesn't matter how long it took you. It doesn't matter if it took you X amount of time extra. Once it's there, it's in the brain just as much as anyone else. And then it's what you do with that knowledge going forward. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up. I thought I remember getting in my performance meeting. I was expecting to be performing under average. Um, And it turns out I got performing strongly, which they only give to like the top 15% of people. And I was like, oh, you're joking. I didn't believe him. He was like, dude, look at your results, but you're so used to doubting yourself that you don't even think. And I think that's the most important thing. It's just thinking you're actually fantastic. You're actually doing great. You've achieved all this despite those hurdles. And that's worth remembering all these other people. They don't have all these extra things and still you're at the same place. You're at the same level. And I think that's absolutely just, you know, amazing to think about it that way. Mm, Yeah. It's like, I'm quite, I don't really know what to say after all that. I mean, that's... (laughs) Because it's how to how to word this. It's it's you know hearing someone talk so positively about their dyslexia mm-hmm. is so refreshing. Honestly, it's like mm-hmm. making me quite emotional actually. Because Aww. no, it is because it's yeah. no, but you know what? Because it because I it's something that I struggled with for such a long mm-hmm. time, and I think having these kinds of conversations is like it, it it really just like brings literally so much joy to me because it like it's mm. unbelievable and it's and like I'm you know 
it's just so great. I'm incredibly proud of, of you and, and you've done really well for yourself, no? And and you should be proud of yourself and, and it's just great. It's really, really great. Um a little question for you. Um how yes, would you how would you say your you lived through school? Would you say that changing because I, you know, obviously, I I know the answer to this for me. But would you say that going to just to clarify, actually, to anyone listening, because you might be a bit confused as to Ize doing GCSEs, even though she was at this French school. There is the option when you're at the French lycée to go into a, what we call a British section, which is literally what it says on the tin. It's a British section of the French lycée. Um, where you have the option to do um, A-levels and GCSEs instead of doing the baccalaureate. Um, so mm-hmm. would, would you say that, cha- that that change helped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drastically. The, so from, yeah, as I mentioned, the way uh, people mark things, but also I feel like back before in the French system, the teachers that had so many students, they really didn't care about them. Rather than here, you kind of got that personalized, more personalized support. And that's the same thing at work. I think the key thing is talking about your dyslexia, seeing how you can be helped, because sometimes it could be the tiniest tweak could change everything in your performance or the way you're assessed or anything. And yeah, honestly, I was just, I started doing well. I love the fact that, you know, you could practice yourself. Everything was explained in like bullet points rather than huge paragraphs that you just had to copy. I, I loved it. I mean, I obviously struggled because, you know, as I mentioned, the first year I, was, I had horrible grades. Um, but I think it was the behavior, though, it was still the behavior of the students. Um, there was a particular student that was kind of a horrible person to me based on, like, kept calling me stupid all the time. I remember in, like, um, so the year after that in the Sugons, so year 11, um, I came in the physics room and he was literally like, Isa, I don't want to be rude, but what are you doing here? Um, and he was literally just constantly making me feel like an absolute retard. And like, it's, oh, sorry. Um, I just feel like that really impacted my confidence. I think it was that thing of speaking up and being afraid to be wrong. But then actually, I feel like the culture of British section was actually way nicer. If you made mistakes, you were less harmed for it because then people started being separated in like top set, bottom set in maths, and then that changed. Then I didn't feel like, if thought, you know what, it's okay to ask questions. And actually everyone's thinking the same thing. And even if everyone says it, I think the teachers didn't make fun of you for asking questions. That's a key thing. In French system, they would kind of be like, oh my God, they just said that with you doing it and rather than here like they were just like okay that's fine that's good to ask and yeah that that just changed everything especially when I started doing well I was like the teachers giving me extra time to complete tests that really changed everything for me I was like whoa I'm doing this it did have the bad thing that then I started associating my self-worth of my grades because I was just like, oh my God, I can do this. And so I would drain myself. I would spend all my life working to get perfect grades in every single thing. And then after people expected those good grades from me. And to be honest, people started not even when I said I was dyslexic because other people who were dyslexic usually got um, less good grades as I did. They were like, are you sure you are? Do you really? When actually, you know, I've got all these disabilities and I was just struggle. Um, but to be honest, once we started doing the past papers, which are very clear, that one guy, right? 
Um, I remember um, we started doing them. And so when you first do it, people don't really do that well. So I think the best grade was a B and he got it. And the guy kind of gave it in order to the teacher. And then after the teacher gave me my paper and was like A star. And that guy, I remember his face. He was like, oh, I can't believe this. What? I think anyone here will obviously know who I'm talking about. This is not possible. What? And then I was just so happy. He was like, oh, and he saw the paper. And the teacher was like, oh, did you already see it? And I was like, nah. Because I was like, uh huh. And I was so happy. And then I proved him wrong in the marks I got like the sixth best grade and he was like what in like physics as well which was the, the thing he was like saying I was stupid I absolutely loved proving him wrong I was just like oh because I did better than him and he could he was so enraged and I know it sounds so silly and it sounds so petty but to be honest seeing his little like ego be shattered honestly best time of my entire school time honestly I think about this moment all the time oh my god sorry amazing thinking about it now <laughs> that is so funny. I, I, what, what, um, what's really interesting in what you said there are two things, actually. One is people literally questioning your dyslexia. I think. Oh, yeah, all the time. Just because you're getting better grades than them, which is like yeah. such a twisted way of thinking. But I think it says so much. And again, this has been mentioned in quite a few episodes, but it's worth mentioning again because it it sort of speaks volumes about the environment that we were educated in. And mm, that environment was competition, competition, competition. Even with your peers. Yeah. Like, that, you didn't mm. really have any friends. If, if you were in someone's class, you weren't their friend. You know, you mm-hmm. were in competition with that person. To yeah, get a better like grade than that person. Yeah. And even then, your friends, you were like... I mean, I know anyway, I made friends according to like, oh, she's good in science. Right, let me buddy up to her because I'm rubbish. On, oh, she's good at physics. Right, she, she can be my friend. Just sit next to me, please. Thank you. Um, no, I did, I did go through my little phases of, um, listen, you had to do what you had to do in that school to survive. You had to. You know it what it I mean? was like a big like networking vibe. It felt like, you know what I mean? You had to. And it's like, oh, hey, hey, can you <laughs> please help me with the math? Room? Oh yeah. my God. It was, You'd it was like, so message stressful people though. at night like, oh, I can't do this question. The teacher's been killing me. Please, please, please. You'd be like <laughs> begging people like, please, can I see your homework? I won't copy it, it exactly. So- I promise. It was it was ridiculous you're like so scared of making mistakes we do anything absolutely anything and to be honest yeah i did the same thing i even did it like yeah i said a specific person like okay worst case you know you cheat on them you know the exam you had to be like oh yeah it's just like can you sit next to me please you know i quite like you just yeah. oh my god yeah but no, it's, it's true um... but you know that thing about being friends i do agree like even if you're friends you had that one person be like okay i share a textbook with you you know we were the people you're proper close and then the rest there was always, and on every level, whether it was a school, whether it was even looks, whether it was performance and anything, we were competition every single level. And it's kind of insane, the sort of unspoken rules we have about who you could be with. And it's just, yeah, and people were just scared of each other. No one wanted to be vulnerable. That's the key thing. No one wanted to show any vulnerability, which is why then anyone who had a learning disability struggled because they didn't want to show, they didn't want to ask for help because if you ask for help, it was like, oh my God, this person's getting help. Oh, how useless it is, you know, be smarter, you know, work harder. You're just, and yeah, we just, it, it, it was so, I don't know. Everyone's had that value of each person. It's so dumb. And, and, you know, look at it now and I'm like, what on earth is this? Now I'm like, I'm like, what was this school? What was, oh, there's so much stress for no reason, you know? Oh, when I think back at some of those years, I, 
you know, I mean, obviously it's it's nice being able to share these things with other people. Mm. Um, I think that's been amazing for me anyway, because I always thought, you know, when you, I think there's also this huge, again, an unspoken rule, like you say, I think it's a really good way of, of um, just defining that. Uh, when you leave the Liso, you are seen as a failure. Like if you quit the Liso, you are seen... Mm. As like, and it was, there was always this thing about people that would leave the lease, they would never actually leave. Remember, they would sort of still hang out at the home point. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> and, and you were really seen as a failure though. Like, because yeah. if you quit the lease, you know, you weren't able to get through that education and there was this huge stigma about leaving yeah. the lease. And, um, and you know, and, and I think when I, when I left, I, I did feel to a certain extent that I'd sort of failed maybe and and but then like in retrospect like I said at the beginning of this call for me that was the best thing I ever did in my life mm. was leaving um and but it took me a few years to realize that I mean obviously as soon as I got to my other school like I was like like <laughs> sixth form was the best years of my life it was like it was like a playground because yeah. because you'd been educated in such a horrific school before yeah. anything else sort of is like it's like paradise it's like you were walking through the gates of heaven i, I mean like when you i know. got to drop geography i was like oh amen yeah. amen no it's true it's true and even just um yeah no it's it's a uh, it's really interesting sort of sharing those experiences and 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 i think another really key thing that you said there was um about vulnerability Mm-hmm. and oh, I can't tell you how much I can relate to that and I I think so many other people could as well and yeah and and I think it's that thing and I could just right now off the top of my head again I'm not going to name any names but I could I could think mm-hmm. of so many people that Definitely. like me didn't, yeah, me, didn't sure. say anything about their dyslexia probably found out late and sort of misbehaved or or not necessarily misbehaved but kind of joked about it rather than taking it seriously and actually saying sure. well listen guys I actually have like a serious learning disability so shut up because of course. life is much harder for me than it is for you and just let me be I didn't know one person not one person stood up and said you know what I'm dyslexic give me a break nah. no there was this culture mm-hmm. of humiliation there was this culture it was really of... apart. I, I think like I remember when you had like exams or marks and you had this special like place where all the extra time people would go and we're like oh they're getting with those people oh you get and it's so like ridiculous it's like oh no god forbid to get reasonable adjustments for them to be to have an equal like chance and it's just yeah absolutely ridiculous and I feel yeah we were just so scared we were just mm. I think as well I think it's the culture of the school that you had to be that specific person a specific way like even to the handbag to the way you flipped your hair um you know so if you didn't have that you kind of didn't want to show that you were different you know mm. you couldn't because otherwise you, you, it, it sounds ridiculous but it could kind of ruin your life per se when you're a teenager like you just don't want to show Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, even this word that I hate, but, like, a reputation. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, it is kind of like, especially since the people know you since you're, like, four years old. So anything, anytime you've made the slightest mistake, people will remember. And you meet people, 
you don't meet them for the first time. You know everything about them. You know like their names, you know all their friends, any drama that happened, you're like, mm, I know, I know what you are. Like, you know, and it kind of stops, you know, even if you want to be friends with other people later on or or talk or work with someone, you can't, you have to, it's such a like strategy game. You know what I mean? You can't. And yeah, honestly, what I absolutely like when I think about it, it feels like a like a reality TV show, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like it's just going there. It really was. And I, I mean, you know, the more I'm thinking about this, actually, the more I'm thinking, God, um, wouldn't it be useful for them to actually maybe know that this mm. was going on, actually? Because yeah. it's not normal. When I, I only really realised how screwed up the Lise was when I, when I started telling other people about it. That's, that's the yeah. only time that I sort of, sort of look back and thought oh did you guys not do that did you guys not come out of you know and I'd find myself in in my sixth form coming out of school and being like what grade did you get and people would be like India shut the fuck up <laughs> like this is the break smoke your cigarette and shut your mouth about what grade did you get no one cares what grade you got yeah and I remember thinking oh my god you guys don't care what grade you got and like I remember thinking Oh my, like, I, I just, I honestly remember thinking, oh my God, like these people genuinely, like, like that school and, and this is something else, you know, it was oh, like good. social life was, was your social life, your friends were your friends and school yeah. was school. And even the friends that I had in my class would kind of, we'd kind of look at each other and go, right, we're not going to talk about that. And there was this sort <laughs> of mutual understanding of like, you struggle and, and I struggle and the only time I ever started hearing about people talking about their dyslexia again was at, was at my English school where my friend, yeah. you know, and, and it was a bit of a jokey thing, but she, I remember a couple of friends of mine said to me, oh, you know, oh, like I'm dyslexic. And I, for the first time ever, I remember saying and, and admitting to them, I remember saying, oh, like, so am I. And I remember being so nervous and telling people and they were like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, yeah, you know, no, you know like, yeah, we can help nothing. you or, like, whatever. It was like, oh, like, it's, it's nothing. If if anything, we joked about it. We were like, oh, how could, how'd you spell that? I was like, no clue, man. Do you know what I mean? It was like a joke. <laughs> yeah. It was it's, like they um, would laugh. It was like there would be humour and there would be this mutual understanding. And and actually, so many of my friends at the time when I, when I went to this English school were dyslexic. A lot of them were. And it was, mm. you know, and there was this sort of mutual understanding of even dyslexics and non-dyslexics was so nice and, and, and expressing yeah. that vulnerability with one another. And I think that was a really beautiful thing. And I, I was only sort of introduced to that very late on in my life. Mm, yeah, nice, nice atmosphere between people. I can't imagine that. I think for me, yeah. the the biggest mistake I did and um, was not talking about it enough, not talking, you know, admitting that I struggled. And that's, that's through everything. And that's only when I went to work, like even something done, but like, because I doesn't, I don't sound like my English doesn't sound bad. But actually, there's so many words that I just don't know, and you probably have the same experience. Because if you haven't been in a certain context, you're just not used to using them. And people are like, it could be the most basic word, and like, how do you not know this? It could be like, I remember when I went to uni, it was just colander. I was like, what are you on about? And yeah. it just sounds so. I'm but now um, I just ask for help, and, I, and I'm kind of like, oh, what does this word mean? Or could you please read this for me? I'm struggling right now, kids. I'm my brain's not working right now, and. Even talking to my bosses, my managers, um, like for example, they give me a task, and I was like, I'm really sorry, like I'm really starting to read, I don't understand this, and 
it would just take them maybe one minute to just create a little table where things were laid out for me so I could just complete it rather than me wasting another three hours trying to figure everything out. Mm. And that's the best thing ever because I kind of learned if you just learn the tools that help you and you communicate to other people, they won't be angry. They'll be happy that you're communicating with them. And in, in terms as well, that, that vulnerability, you know, then they're vulnerable with you and work so much better. You know what I mean? Explaining and you learn from other people. Because if you don't tell people that you struggle, then I think we're just so worried about making a mistake because all we ever did when we grew up is just a whole like um, paper full of red marks about like all the errors we made. So we're so scared to make a mistake. And actually, to be honest, that's another key thing. When I was at work, when you did something bad, you would give it to your manager, they would assess, they would tell you how to improve it, and then it came back to you. And I was like, oh, because we're so used to being like, okay, you do this, it has to be absolutely perfect, final version. That's not how it is, you know, in real life. Because well, then you go there, like you review yeah, it. Exactly. And then it's fine, and it's okay to make mistakes. It's actually okay, and I, and I can't believe it took me like 21 years to understand it's okay to make mistakes, you know? It sounds so easy and so... But actually for us, it wasn't okay to make mistakes because when we hand in the thing at school, we'd be like, okay, if I make a mistake, there's already like 50 that I can't see that I have done because I can't read anything, um, mixing everything up. And that changed everything for me. And I started becoming way more confident in everything that I used to now. I'm back in my final year at uni. I'm way more confident. I'm writing things. It doesn't need to be perfect. And I'm making so much more progress than before. So mm. much more. And asking for help. I think that's the key thing. Never to be ashamed of if you do anything wrong. Because I feel like people respect you way more when you're able to talk to them and, and admit that than just pretending you're okay and then you end up having something bad. And they're just like, well, what did that happen? You didn't communicate with you. It's been a month. You've been working together. You never told me anything. So I think that's a key thing. Absolutely, no, absolutely, and I think actually it's 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 um, just gobsmacked that it's been twenty eight minutes. I'm just watching. Oh, I know, insane. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. Not, honestly, I can't stop. I, I mean, that's the but bad that's, thing. I but that's why. Apologize. But that's why it's amazing that you're here because because people <laughs> like you are the kind of people that because otherwise, if 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 my guest doesn't talk, I have to compensate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm more interested in you than I than I am obviously about myself. But um, no, just just sort of draw, drawing this to a close. Just kind of, I just want to mention as well here that that you are in your third year of uni, fourth. Uh, yeah, I'm in fourth third. Think yeah, fourth kind of, year yeah. of uni at Durham studying business. Like, can <laughs> I just say how incredible that is? It's just amazing oh. for someone that. You know, if you sort of go back and think, and I think of when we were in the same class together, mm. year nine, sort of struggling with the crazy <laughs> maths teachers and like absolutely in, insanely competitive classmates. I could name a few, <laughs> uh, and but I'm not going to. And um, I think, yeah, I think it's just worth mentioning, and I and I love this when I have people that come on here, especially people that have been to the same school um you know what the dyslexic ones have uh, have, have come really 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 far that's Definitely. kind of the conclusion i've come to and um big up ourselves basically yeah because Honestly. i think when you know when you have to work so much harder than everyone being dyslexic is not easy yeah you know mm. just want to make that very clear to anyone listening it's not easy and, and the one thing about being dyslexic actually is that you've and, and it's sort of the answer that everyone will give you so you will get to you know you can get to you can achieve what everyone else is achieving mm. you've just got to work three times hard right and i think anyone that went to that school 
that had dyslexia, that came out the other end, that's gone and got themselves a degree, just needs to be saluted, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, I agree. So, you definitely yeah. get a drive from it. I think that that, that drive you get from it, that work ethic, that motivation of never giving perseverance and resilience for the rest of your life on everything, because once you find a job that fits your skills and everything, you're you're gonna you're gonna exceed because those skills those struggles they really it does sound cheesy but it really does build you up mm-hmm. and it becomes the part you know you become that person you can get through anything and i've definitely found that i've been through so much and every single time i'm just like okay go on it's fine it's fine i'll do this i'll do this and you know you freak out and we don't care if we don't get it the first time because we're used to not getting it the first time we just keep going at it and that's a skill that's yeah crucial oh well listen I'm sorry we have to end this because I feel like we could sit here for another three hours. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think people will listen to us for that long, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, I just I want to say a huge thank you for firstly for getting Aww. in touch with me, and for saying all those wonderful things about the podcast because um, really, it, it really really touched me. And um, yeah, again another really wonderful way to sort of connect with a with an old yeah. friend and um and I'm I'm so happy for you that you know that you are where you are today and and I think you know I think again like we've said throughout this talk I think we wouldn't be who we are without dyslexia so I think mm. let's embrace it and let's carry on sort of working really hard and um yeah yeah I hope I hope um I hope this has been good for you because it's been a really wonderful talk i've had i've had so much fun honestly i've been smiling the whole time i'm just so happy yeah, no, to you, are, you. you are you have been smiling this entire time it's true actually um... <laughs> that was the end of episode nine guys i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation um, it was so lovely to chat to Ize. I want to say a big, big thank you to Ize for sharing her story on here. Um, so lovely to have a catch up with you, darling. Um, so glad you're doing so well. And I love the quote for this episode, guys, actually. You know, I think it's a really relevant one. Um, just a little sidebar. Um, it took me 20 years to realize it's okay to make mistakes. That really, um, that was quite something uh just amazing great i think it really just highlights so many things and 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 ways that the lise does things very wrong uh you know or or they did anyway back back in those days um other than that yeah i'd like to thank everyone who's listening um of course very loyal uh hope you're enjoying these episodes as much as i am enjoying recording them um next week we have abby on the show abby is someone that i don't know actually uh the first time i'm meeting her first time we're all meeting her abby got in touch with me on facebook um she is a journalist and she works a lot with her she makes videos um and so kind of you know that visual communication world that, that i'm in as well as you will know um so i'm really looking forward to that and um yeah i hope you guys are too i will see you all then same time same place uh next week thanks again guys i'll see you next week